This is the OM Genomics Podcast, a casual conversational podcast about the non-scientific parts of life in the biotech industry. We're your hosts, Maria Nadestad and Robert Abukhalil. Today we're talking about job hopping. So job hopping is when you work at a company for one or two years and then you move on to the next one because presumably you're looking for a higher paying job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so job hopping is the act of doing this repeatedly. Mm. So why are we talking about this today? Well, we saw a Twitter discussion about job hopping where a few hiring managers mentioned that they see job hopping as a red flag when hiring. So we wanted to add our opinions without getting caught in the Twitter fight. So we figured a podcast would be a better medium that is more conducive to nuance and Mm. discussion of complex topics. Do you want to get us started? Yeah. So there are some obvious pros to job hopping and then some cons, which I think are mostly just Um, (laughs) fear-based. But in brief, the pros of job hopping, I think, are generally considered that you could get a higher salary pretty quickly compared to staying at a company. And that's usually because companies don't really tend to give you raises as fast as you can get a raise by switching jobs every year or two. This is especially true in tech, I think, and we're both, I guess, somehow part of the Bay Area tech scene in that universe where job hopping is definitely seen as pretty normal, I think. I haven't really job hopped a lot. You have more experience with that. So what are the kinds of salary bumps that you have seen for maybe a company where you got a raise and then you switch jobs instead of just staying at the company that gave you the raise. Yeah, and I've seen raises be relatively small, maybe 7 to 10%. Wow, I guess it's actually even higher than I had. I think I had like one raise that was something like 7%, but that was when I was supposedly like promoted to manager. Wow. Yeah, and what would you get by instead changing jobs? I've seen people get 30 to 50%. Easily. I've seen more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big difference. So it's no surprise that people would do it. Salary is only one thing, though. What else? If you just don't like the culture or where the company's going, like if it's not a good fit. Mm. Right. So there are many reasons to change jobs in general. You might not be setting out to do job hopping. Exactly. As a strategy. I think that's something that's interesting about the word job hopping is that it implies a certain intent to do this repeatedly. So do you feel judged when hiring managers say things like they did on Twitter, like, oh, it's a red flag. I wouldn't want to hire someone who has only stayed for a year or two at each company they worked at. I will mention my first two companies were stints of one year. The third one ended up being over three years. But when I was interviewing for that third company, they definitely did ask about the short stints. And I explained them. And it was partly just explaining what happened at each place, why I only stayed for one year. And also explaining that I haven't left my current company yet. You guys reached out to me, so... Right. (laughs) Job number two had not actually concluded. Had not been hopped yet. Right, exactly. (laughs) The recruiter had just reached out to you, so you were just like, yeah, no, I'm not leaving unless you guys hire me. I think there are other pros, but we almost think of them as arguments 
against why hiring managers should be reluctant to hire people who've been job hopping. Hmm. Um, I think in general, especially for someone junior, if you're just starting your career, staying somewhere for 10 years is probably not what I would recommend. Very true. It can be helpful to get different perspectives by working in a few different places just for your first few jobs. Mm-hmm. You can better evaluate whether it's a good job, whether it's a good culture, when you have been at a few places already. Yeah. And so I think it's really helpful to job hop, especially when you're more junior. And I wouldn't hold it against someone who's early in their career at all. I agree. Now, if you've done it 10 times for a year each, then I'm like, what happened? Right. But I would still ask you rather than just putting your CV in the trash. I, I would call up that person and be like... What happened? That must be a fun story. How did how did you do that? Did you just like go to one startup after another and they all failed or what? Because that would be a good reason that it happened. I really want to talk about the more moralistic discussions that happen around job hopping. So managers are like, oh, it's a red flag. I wouldn't hire someone. You know, you put all this effort into them and it's like they're disloyal mm. or like as if they're like screwing over the team by leaving and they're just jumping to the next job to maximize their salary. And especially that point of they're just looking for a higher salary. Mm. I don't know about you, but I work because I need money to live on. <laughs> like I don't do it just for fun. Like I could do funner right. things with my time if I wasn't making money. So if I can make more money, I can eventually have more free time. And if you can make more money, it means that you might be undervalued where you currently are. Yeah. By definition, if you can get a higher paying job, your current job is underpaying you. They're paying below market rate for you. Mm -hmm. And by pure economics, you should up and leave. Now, you might stay if you like the job, if there are other right. things that are valuable about it. Yes. That's, I think that's a really important point you bring up, is that this whole conversation around job hopping tends to assume that, oh, they just go to the next thing. It's a lot of work to get another job. You have to interview a bunch of places, prepare for interview. It's not something that I would ever do just to get a little bit more money. If you got a good thing going, you stay there. Exactly. Right? I think that's why I stayed in my third company for that long is because it was really good. And I just didn't want to risk leaving while it was good. Right. And you know it's good because you've already been at two previous companies. So now you have enough experience to know when you have a good thing that you want to keep. Exactly. So we have a list of debatable statements generated by ChatGPT. So let's debate some of them. Number one here is job hopping is a sign of disloyalty and lack of commitment to an employer. What do you think about that disloyalty? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that word because I'm not sure what it means. What does it mean to be loyal to an employer? Right, to a corporate legal entity that doesn't know who you are. Why would you have to be loyal to them? I mean, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this today is because there's so many layoffs. A lot of people were really shocked to get laid off from companies that they've been loyal to for many years. Yes. I know that it's like really 
hard to get laid off from a place that you've been working for such a long time. I'm just not surprised that a company is just going to lay off a bunch of workers just because the revenue is not increasing at the rate it used to increase. Whereas if I was running a company, I would probably only lay people off if I had to, to avoid bankruptcy. I've seen it many times, companies I've worked at, and there's always surprise as to who gets laid off. Even the top performers who you know are essential to the company, have been there for five, seven years, they still get laid off. And so you're kind of left wondering, well, what does it mean to be loyal to a company if they're not loyal to you back? Exactly. It doesn't really make sense. In California, we have at-will employment, so the company can let you go whenever they want, and you can leave whenever you want. There's some nuances around this, I'm sure, but yeah. that's pretty much what it is. It goes both ways, right? Yes, it has to. It should. I think companies can treat people well, but ultimately it's a business relationship, yeah. and you have to remember that because... You know, I do see some things online where people talk about jobs as if they're inherently exploitative. And I think that's only the case if you don't view it as a business relationship. Maybe another way we can look at loyalty is forget about the employer, the company, the entity. What do you owe your colleagues before leaving? And I think it's often portrayed as the job hoppers leave their colleagues in the lurch. If that is really the case, that is a problem that can be solved where maybe you shouldn't only have one person who you absolutely depend on. The bus factor. Yeah, or exactly. lottery factor, as we like the, to think of it. The what? Lottery factor. The lottery factor. Yeah, just to have it be a positive event and not the fact that they like die. Interesting. <laughs> I like it. I like this a lot better. For those who don't know, bus factors, how many people have to get hit by a bus before your system goes down or company fails. So a lottery is the more positive version of that, whereas how many people have to win the lottery before your system goes down. Another way to deal with the new reality that job hopping is simply gonna happen is the teams can get better at onboarding people quickly so oh, that they yes. don't feel like people leave as soon as they've become productive what it takes you a year to get someone to the point where they can be productive it sounds like a horrible experience for the employee who just yeah. started and is doing training for most of a year that can't be right it sounds like you need better documentation you need a less complicated system or you need more well-defined roles. Yeah, like as a general rule, a new person coming onto your team should be able to at least get their environment up and running, whether it's know, a web app or a Python application, whatever it is, within a month or two. And then you can start contributing immediately. I think that's like a reasonable goal. Now, if people leave a job after a month and they do this repeatedly, that would be a huge red flag. I yeah, totally agree. Sure. But I think a year is a time frame in which you can learn a lot, be productive, have an impact on at least on your team, if not on the larger company, and potentially move on if it doesn't feel like a place you want to stay forever. So this kind of brings up the other side of the coin, which is what are the downsides of job hopping for the team? I know some people have talked about, you know, we spend all this effort training new mm -hmm. hires and then they just go. So it's a lot of effort spent up front for relatively little in return. How do we deal with that? 
Getting them up and running quickly is one way. And then think about what you can do to make the person stay. Higher raises, growth opportunities. If you're like, oh, we're training this person and we thought we were going to be able to have them be the tech lead on the team. Did that person know that that was mm. that opportunity was around the corner? Because I think people often leave if they don't feel like there's forward movement in their career and they can get that forward movement elsewhere. We want to grow junior people into senior people quickly. And I think job hopping is often the best way for them to experience enough different ways of doing things in tech or in biotech. Actually, that brings a good question, perhaps, like how is this different in the biotech industry versus the tech industry? Because we are supposed to be talking on this podcast oh, about biotech yes. and not just tech. What do you think of the differences, Robert? I'm putting you on the spot. I could also give my own thoughts first. Do you have thoughts? <laughs> Sure, I can Go give some it. thoughts. Let's try that. So I'm thinking that there might be a lot more niche knowledge in biotech. Some of the companies have pretty deep technologies and complex algorithmic problems that they have solved over many years, many things they have tried, many biological realities and complexities that they have to know in detail. We don't all happen to do our PhDs in exactly the specific niche topic that our company works on. So you end up doing almost a second PhD's worth of understanding that technology. That's maybe where some of the people saying it takes us a year to train up this person. A lot of that might be because they have these complex technologies. I think there's still a way to get around that though. On any team, prioritizing having good documentation and having things explained in writing and videos so you don't have to learn for a year by bothering your colleagues with questions to understand how a system works. Yeah, and I feel like regardless of how complex a technology is, you have to have starter projects for newcomers that are feasible without necessarily understanding the physics behind your technology. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I briefly mentioned the idea of having more well-defined roles in addition to good documentation. If hmm. you think of the overall system as being modular, if you don't need every person to understand the whole system, but just right. to understand the piece that they're working on and how it interfaces with the rest of the system. That way people can be productive faster and they don't have to be an expert on the entire system in order to be productive. They can specialize and I think that's necessary. Yes. So I would say like how can companies work with the reality that mm. people often only stay a few years you can't say like, oh, our entire company's survival hinges on everyone staying here 10 years because I'm sorry, you're going to be disappointed. So we talked about some of the positive aspects of how someone can grow more by changing jobs often. What do you think of the downsides in terms of growth? I think one downside that I've heard people talk about, and I agree with it, is that if you only stay at a company for a very short amount of time, then the code you write, the systems you create, you might not be there long enough to see the consequences of your mistakes <laughs> or the tech debt that gets created or the new features that get tacked onto it along the way. Yes. 
Oh my god, I have like a visceral reaction to the uh, things that get tacked on to yeah. along the way. In fact, just the other day, I was working on something that was my first project at my job. And mm. now it's been three and a half years since I built that thing. And I'm looking at it now with slightly more experienced eyes, having a better understanding of the overall system and going like, oh, I'm going to undo this decision I made early on, mm. which is not too painful, fortunately, but just because some things have changed. And you can just see, like you said, how things get tacked on. A decision that you made at one point can become technical debt once the system evolves around it. That's very true. And that ties into something you said earlier about how job hopping might make more sense for junior folks. You know, if you're junior, you're not building new systems. Mm, that's a good so, point. You're just doing what people tell you to do yeah, mostly. You're, you know, building small things, mm. which you're most likely to see the consequences of immediately. But yeah, if you're senior and you're building systems, architecture, design type work. Yeah, you have a lot of chances to screw something up something that seemed like a very reasonable decision when you made it, and now you get to see the consequences of it. I guess the main thing that I wanted to get across as we talk about this is that I don't like that people tend to draw this moral black and white picture where like you're disloyal and your team is screwed if you leave mm -hmm. your job within a year or two. Yeah. I don't think you owe your employer anything. I think you owe your team something. But if they haven't been able to get you to be productive significantly within a year, then it's probably better for everyone if you move on. All right. So, you know, I, I think it's one of these realities that people like to debate and say that it's a bad thing. Just saying it's a bad thing is not solving the issue. Hmm. How are you as a team going to respond to the job hopping reality? Yeah. And, and you can avoid it, right? By giving people good raises and growth opportunities. That's how you get people to stay. Yeah, people will stay if... They feel like leaving is risky because they have it so good. And if they're leaving, even though you've given them raises and stuff, maybe it's because they're not that excited about work anymore. And you could be better off getting some fresh blood. In fact, that was one thing I wanted to mention. My team has greatly benefited from the new people who have come in over the years. Like, I have noticed this nice new energy when mm. a new person comes in and says, Oh, we did this thing differently at my last job. Yeah. Let's try that here. So, yeah, I guess that's my takeaway. It's like, job hopping is inevitable. We can learn to deal with it and the ways that we deal with it are good for the companies and the systems and the teams overall because it just makes you more resilient in general and it makes you more productive. It makes everyone more productive if a new team member can get productive fast. That's true. And yeah, and on the side of the individual, I, I liked our discussion about junior versus senior. I do agree it makes more sense to do more job hopping as you're junior, but then once you're actually building out large systems and architecting things, mm. you want to be around to see the consequences of what you did. But you know, at the end of the day, you can't make yourself stay at a company where you are not happy. Whether you've been there for a long time or not, to me, the most important thing is put yourself and your family and your well-being first, because no one else is going to do that for you. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great place to end. 
Very all nice. right. You can all discuss with us on Twitter and YouTube and go to omgenomics.com slash podcast to leave us questions and we will maybe someday answer some of them. Please like and subscribe. No, wait, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. <laughs> Please rate us on all the podcast apps and stuff. Mm, yes. All right. Thank all right, you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>